0: Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, and I am your host, Ryan Sullivan, also known as Sully Bop, and today on Bopcast, we have AK40Devin. Now, on this show, uh, if you're new here, it is my job to break down the moments and the stories that changed people's lives and also have a little fun in the process and today on the show as i said i have ak40 devin now he has uh, been a rapper for years um i think at least five or six neat years now he's an artist rapper songwriter um and he's also a videographer uh he has his own company called sound sick productions and he actually did the video for a song i did with another uh bobcast guest si uh simon lazaja Le- he did our video called five fingers and that song went on simon's ep and uh it was just a great Time working with him, and I actually met him at Mad Minds, which is a collective group of artists that come together and uh, perform together. So, um, I I digress here, I always say too much um, in this intro, so I'm gonna let the episode speak for itself. But before we go, just know that our sponsor today is Soda Beats the easiest and the best way to make hip hop and rap beats online. No uh, licensing, you own the beat, do whatever you want with it. It's simple, open up in your browser, you don't even have to download anything. Uh, So, you can try that today at SodaBeats.com. The link is also in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us and I really hope you enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with AK-40 Devin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast. I'm here with my great friend AK 40 devin let's go met him uh for the first time i think literally for the first time on that shoot i think i don't know if i met, nah, I er, met you er, at the
1: mad minds mad Minds event.
0: before that yeah i meet too many people at those mad minds dude for sure but i think like i don't know we maybe we met and like dapped up but i don't think we really had like a full-on conversation until we
1: definitely social yeah. media met because i'm yes, like an yes, instagram yes. stalker dude where like i just dm everyone so i definitely dm'd you prior to that
0: and just yo what's up and oh well plus we were working on that kind of once we started working on that song we had to get the creative juices flowing and
1: and uh, shout out to si yo
0: shout out to si yeah and for people who don't know um you know so me and si uh we did this uh we did this song called five fingers off his tape and devin shot the video for it and you know we kind of like we went to hoboken and we kind of had this whole day going on and uh it was just a lot of fun man and just to kind of like you know um we did it remotely you know like i wasn't I was where I was and he was where he was and we were sending stuff back and forth and, uh, I wrote the hook and then he sang the hook and it ended up working out really good. And then we linked up with you for the video. And, uh, you know, as you were saying, it was kind of even earlier in your video career. And I just thought you were a videographer, man. Like, I'll like I was it saying, till you
1: make it yeah. straight
0: up on some other sh- on some shit like that, man. And that's what we like to have up here, man. And just straight grind like that hustle. But so you're a rapper, you're an artist, you know, you're a, a videographer and, you know, um, talented dude so like but just give people you know kind of what what's what you're all about just let them know what you're all about
1: so yeah what's good everybody i'm ak40 devin i'm a rapper i'm a father and most importantly i'm a father i'm a director i'm a drone pilot i'm a aspiring revolutionary yeah i'm really just trying to change the world it's really what i want to do with my music um yeah i mean most importantly i'm a father but yeah fuck it
0: so when did that happen
1: when did the father thing happen? Yeah, when did you uh, um, step into fatherhood? I I was twenty two. I was twenty one when my girl was pregnant, twenty two when my son got delivered. How old are you now? Twenty five. Twenty five, okay. My son's turning three in August.
0: Damn man, that's crazy. So Hell yeah. um, you know, I, I know people always say that your life changes when you have a kid. You know, like you you realize something else about life when you have a kid so did you would you agree with that like did did your perspective really change
1: yeah for sure man it's the most amazing thing to ever happen in my life
0: do you think that when people do you think that people people who are young who have kids young do you think that they're more just scared of not being able to like i just feel like when you're young and you have a kid it's like you kind of uh you feel like you might have some kind of resentment not towards the kid but just the fact that like oh, you think that your life is gonna be so different now, like, you will yeah, not have the opportunities, you know?
1: I think that's, like, a stigma, and I think that's a stigma that, like, the older generation puts on people, because, like, they always wanna tell you, just like the media, like, they'll always be like, oh, how bad something is, but, like, my mom and dad, like, I, I like, I still remember telling them, like, I was freaking out, you know, obviously, but, um, I still remember telling them, sitting them down in the kitchen, telling them all this shit, and, uh, They'll tell you about the bad shit, like, oh, how are you going to do this? Or where are you going to live? But, like, they'll never tell you how amazing it is. And the second that my son was born and I just held him and I looked into his eyes, it was all worth it, bro.
0: So let's take it back. You were... How long have you been rapping for? I
1: started rapping... I started songwriting when I was, like, 13. I wanted to be in a metal band my whole entire life. And um, both of my brothers, my little brother, shout-out, Devious, my older brother, shout-out, Dylan, they both rapped... Basically, my whole life. My little brother's a producer too. Um, I always wanted to be in a metal band, but I couldn't get the five knuckleheads to like be in a band or like collaborate or like just work together. So I was like, "Yo, you know what? I'm gonna start rapping because it's the only thing that I could do solo." When
0: did you release? Maybe even before that. When did you record? Start recording your songs.
1: So yeah, I'm gonna tell everyone my whole story. Yeah, I'm gonna all write a book y- one day. Y- this is in the story. Yeah. So um, let's go back. I was a screamo kid, I was in the scene kid. I was 13 years old, I went to my first concert. Long story short, I ended up singing on the stage at Hawthorne Heights, so that was a crazy moment. I was like 15 at that time, and that was a really inspiring moment. Um, The scene and the local scene in Nyack and Rockland, it really inspired me to like become a musician and just want to be on that stage. So when I was 18, whatever, I fell in love with my girl at the time, and uh, she like broke up with me over like some stupid shit. And um, This is like probably my first song I ever wrote. Like she like broke up with me, and I stayed up till like five in the morning. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna write the best song in the world. I'm gonna send it to her, and she's gonna come back. So I literally stayed up all night, wrote this terrible song. I could send it to you. I could show it to you. And uh, I made it. I sent it to her, and I mean, eventually we got back together. But the song (laughs) is so bad, yo. Like she definitely just Uh, laughed her ass off, and was like, yo, this guy's an embarrassment. But that was like the inception. My first song.
0: There's so much it's funny because so many songs happen because of just pure emotion like mm-hmm. it's just though that's when like why is that when you go oh i gotta write right now it's like when you have to write you can't write but when you it's like the weirdest moment in time when you just feel a wave of emotion that's when you want to write like if you were to sit down and be like all right i'm gonna write today it's not the same as when you're writing a song about that girl you were in love with yeah no exactly to get her back.
1: that's actually something like i was thinking about something like i have Every time I do an interview or podcast, I always think, like, what I'm going to say, and it never works out like that. But something that I was going to say when I was just driving here is, like, every time I write, like, my pen just bleeds, bro. Like, I can't just write, like, a fun, happy song. Like, and maybe I can, but, like, it just always has to come from somewhere in my heart, my soul,
0: well, something. Well, we should go in that, too, because I wanted to touch on that anyway. Your music is not, like, this upbeat kind of happy-go-lucky, like, you know, skipping down the street, you know. It's, it's real... Um, it's not even, like, it's not that it's sad. It's just real, I think. And that's the vibe that I get from, and not all your music is like that. I just feel like even the key of the beats, it's like, I got kind of like, uh, this is this real, real emotion coming from like kind of the, maybe not a dark place, but like kind of like a, some of the, you know, some, some of, probably some of the darker places if you listen to your music, it's not from, like, your best day of your life. Yeah, not definitely not. It's from shit that you experienced that was raw and real, and not all of it was great. <laughs> it seemed. And the fact that I just want to also touch on, when you said you came from the metal and, like, kind of that, like, I, some of the hooks on your song, they're kind of like, um, and even one was a feature, um, Take Me Away somebody else did the hook on that right
1: all i have left is shout out to james Knox. so
0: shout out to james that is like
1: i'm sorry wrong song but still shout out james Knox. that's rj payson that's grave
0: so shout out to him too then that hook is like a punk hook kind of like a like a, a punk rock hook a little bit so when i heard that i was like i love that i love when it's not for you and like other artists as well um Certain artists, you can tell that, like, oh, I'm just making my music. Like, this is my genre. I'm making my genre. It's not like you went out, saw, you know, I think I see in you influences from the metal, from the Hawthorne Heights type of music and also hip hop. And, like, oh, it's yeah. a little bit, oh, and yeah. you're not, like, you're not in this, like, trap rap category that a lot of artists are in today. No disrespect to them, but you're not in that.
1: Yeah, not for sure. I don't want to get off track either, but I feel like people. They, they go to that lane because they don't want to embrace their individuality or like they just like they just want to follow what's working like they just don't want to be original people are scared of that
0: yeah and I think yeah maybe they're scared or like they haven't fully embraced it yet you know and I always know and man me too man in the back of my head is like I want to do a whole tape where I just freestyle over classic rock songs because oh, yeah. that's be where fire. I came up on so and sublime's my favorite band so I want to do a sublime tape Where it's just me remixing or working with a producer to remix a bunch of Sublime songs and rap over that. It's like, that might be the realest shit I ever do, though. And it might not even make me blow up. It might just be the realest shit I ever done. So, like, yeah, I think if you're always, instead of trying to tap into a trend, if you're just doing the real, the shit that's real to you, you know, that's what I kind of, that's what I gravitate towards. So, I appreciate, I hear that in your music. So, anyway, so you're at, you know, so what happened after the... After that song with that girl, then you now you start getting into music more. Like, let's go back.
1: Yeah. So, by the way, I just want to announce, yo. Know, like, the first question, like, I'm terrible at fucking describing myself. Just like, go on my Instagram. Like, I'm a father. I'm aspiring entre- entrepreneur. Like, I really just want to change the world with this music. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that. What was your question? Oh, after the girl thing. Yeah. So um, after the girl thing, yeah I'm gonna tell the whole story. I uh graduated high school. I told my dad, I'm like, yo, I'm going to EST Fest. We're going to see Machine Gun Kelly. We were going to take the fucking bus to, um, from New York all the way to Cleveland. It didn't work out. I'm like, yo, dad, I need your car. He's like, fuck no. Oh, can I curse? I bet. So he's like, fuck no, you're not taking my car. My mom was like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Let him take the car. So anyway, prior to that, I became a fan of Machine Gun Kelly because there's this kid, shout out Ryan Yex. He has cerebral palsy. And there's this video on YouTube of him walking for the first time because of MGK's music. And, um, it just inspired me and this was at the transition between when i was becoming like a metal scene kid like going into um rap music i saw this video online at like two or three in the morning this kid with cerebral palsy he's like i'm gonna walk one day because of your music your message you were homeless i'm gonna walk so then they followed it up with another video and he takes his first three to four maybe five steps on stage at a concert of his so then fast forward to what i just said i'm going to est fest i meet this kid ryan yex and i meet machine gun kelly but uh Meeting this kid Ryan Yax gave me more of the jitters than like meeting someone who's like a star like MGK and I just realized like yo this one kid inspired me because that's what I want to do with my words like if some one person one individual could make this guy walk like music is so powerful man and I just told myself at that point um, that summer prior I went to like an open house and I was getting ready to be an audio engineer but that moment right there was like yo I don't want to be an audio engineer I want to change the world with my words. That was just crazy.
0: You didn't want to be the guy editing the guy's vocals. You wanted to be the vocals. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wanted to just change the world with my words, man. Like, I know you're a big fan of Joe Rogan. Like, he just had the guy that's on Metallica on his podcast. I don't know if you heard the story about him. Like, something similar. Like, this guy had, like, brain damage or something. But he followed Metallica around all of Europe. And then by the time they came back from tour, like, his brain damage was healed. So, I'm just like, yo, I'm going to be a fucking rapper rockstar. I'm going to change the world, yo.
0: I think... It's important that you mention um, – you, you didn't mention, like, it was, like, 15 different people. It was, like, this one kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, just one and, kid. And, uh, you know, I want to do a shout-out to uh, people. He's been on this podcast, my my man Beach Links, because he kind of, like – he didn't – he did that for me in a different way, but <coughs> he, he kind of didn't have to help me, but he did, you know? Like, he he gave me – he didn't have to give me the game, but he gave me the game, you know? Uh And, like, he he was honest with me. And, like, having somebody who's really good and also honest with you is, like, in music is so hard. Like, having somebody that's better than you, that's not trying to take advantage of you or not trying to do – because you know how it is in music. It's, you know, you got to watch out. You got to watch yourself. (laughs) But I digress. So you go to this, like, festival. Like, are you still – so was that kind of, like, the first – you know, when you, st- you you have this whole experience right now. Yeah, crazy but then, experience. But now you're, do you say, all right, now i got to go make more music? Or, like, how does that, do you start taking music more seriously after that? Or how does it kind of unfold?
1: So, I mean, no. Uh, if anyone ever been to EST Festing, MGK just, like, walks around. And he's most, the, the most down-to-earth dude. At the time, I was hanging out with all my brother's friends. And they're basically Machine Gun Kelly's age, maybe a little bit younger. But uh, he woke me up. On the Sunday morning when everyone has to leave, he woke me up at like 5 a.m., he just stuck his head in my tent. He's like, oh, you can't be fucking sleeping, blah, blah, blah. So like, I went outside, he handed me like this little ticket thing that's like a limited edition thing that like nothing ever happened with it, but he told me to keep it. On the back it says, keep it. But uh, at that point, I was just like, yo, my brother's friends, and no offense to my brother's friends because I love all them, but like, I'm like, yo, this guy's my brother's friend's age, yo, and he has a fucking music festival. Like, I gotta get home and get the fuck to work. So that's all I did, like, um, I'm just going to be honest, y'all, I took some acid, like, we were just fucked up, like, it was just a very crazy moment, but uh, on that drive home, like, seven-hour drive home, I was just like, yo, we're changing the fucking world when we get back, and that's it, I went to work, after that, bro, the story just goes on, we did the Apollo Theater three times, opened up for DMX, opened up for Mob Deep, opened up for Rock cam opened up for Chris Webby, Token, Justina Valentine, Jaron Benton, KRS-One, Rakim, I don't even know if I said any of that, Mortal Technique, yo it's been a journey, yo, ever since that moment
0: so well shit, what so how do you go from like, all right, we're gonna do this shit, we're gonna change this shit, and then start opening for these guys, how did that happen it was
1: just a lot of working and figuring it out, a lot of sacrificing, like I used to buy all my tickets and just like give them to my friends if I had to like I just wanted to bring people out to events and like
0: so you started um yeah you started performing live like yeah, when was time. was it did you start performing live just opening for these people or did you do open mics before like what was your how'd you get into performing live
1: so my little brother was performing before me and he was always rapping and um uh, I would go to open mics with him and I would just notice that everyone was so bad and I'm like yo I could just fit in with everyone because they're all bad and I could be bad too so um I just went there and I just started being bad and then I just realized like yo these showcases aren't working Gotta find other showcases start doing the showcases where like you got to pay to perform I'm like yo, this is stupid fuck that no offense to any industry showcases, but I'm just not feeling them So then I'm like I gotta like, you know Do the selling ticket thing where like I can make money I can bring people out and I can open up for like big names. So shout out to John Damiano He got me one of my first big shows at Webster Hall. He's my booking agent. He's my drummer and uh After that, I kind of just learned the game. Like, yo, this is just all about money. Like, I could play at the freaking Madison Square Garden tomorrow if I bring in X amount of dollars. So, um, I'm going to give y'all cheat codes because everyone should just take these gems. Like... I was fucking psycho, bro, I was working so hard, I would go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these platforms, I'd find venues, I'd find booking agents, I'd turn on all the post notifications, the second they post a the show, I get an email, I get a notification, then I DM them, send, then I send an email, and I'm still like this to this day, like, if I'm just scrolling on Instagram and like, I see someone who could give me opportunity, like, I'll just DM them right there, I'll send them an email, and like, those shits, like, it's crazy, bro, it works.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't I, be here I if you didn't work. Yeah. if you didn't ask to be on this podcast. Hell I mean, yeah. for real, man. And like, I probably would have had you on one day, but like, you did. You took the initiative, you know. And that's just a testament to what you're doing. So like, so really, what you have to do is sell. And I'm just gonna go into the artist side of it. So you have to sell the tickets mm-hmm. ahead of time and as long as you can get people to the show then you're good they'll let you do the show
1: basically yeah and then you got to keep a good reputation so like for example all these shows like i would buy the tickets out of my own like money because my reputation wasn't worth it because like once you're in the music industry and like i am like as a videographer i've managed to get in also as a rapper but like your reputation is everything bro you fuck up and I want to get into a story of my fuck-ups very soon, but uh, if you fuck up, man, like, if you tell someone, yo, I'm going to sell 30 tickets, you come, and I've had friends do this, you sell fucking five, you will never get booked ever again, that booking agent is going to talk to another guy from New Jersey, and he's going to be like, yo, never book that guy, and then you're done, like, this is your brand's reputation, so, that's why I would do that. Real quick, yo, I played a show at Reverb in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, it was like a four or five hour drive, and... Right before uh, Bubba Sparks played, MGK and Tech Nile were playing. So I'm like, yo, I got to get this show. I got to get cool with the booking agent. Next time they come, I'm going to do it. So I contacted the guy, opened up for Bubba Sparks. So I paid out of my pocket $900 and I just went there. And when I performed, there was literally like five people. Like I literally sold more tickets than Bubba Sparks, but I wanted it so bad. And I wanted my reputation and my name out there that I just came out of my pocket and I just bought all the tickets. I brought one friend.
0: So do I you, wanted it that So bad. do you buy your own tickets, or should you not buy your own tickets?
1: Um, tickets? Well, we're going to get into, like, my story of 2020, hopefully. And
0: No, we'll get there, yeah.
1: That's, like, where my car was getting repoed, because I kept still doing this stupid shit where like, I put my dreams and desires before, like, me. Never before my son, though. My son is always good, eating, rent's always paid, but... Uh, yep. I was getting off track. What the hell were we just talking about? No, nah,
0: so... I'm just wondering, yeah, so I was approached by Major Stage or one of those ones. Not the showcase ones. Uh-huh. Like a selling tickets one, like a real yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Not some bullshit. What you said, fuck that. Fuck any company taking advantage of artists, taking their money when they fucking work that hard, so hard to make that fucking music and they're going up on stage and they're using and, 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 you're making them pay hundreds of dollars when you know they can't sell tickets. You're just, like, just fuck the showcases. Fuck the whole business model. they so, for sure. Yeah. They'll
1: be like, yo, pay us $500, bucks. you will perform for $5, and then we're going to say that, like, someone's going to win. They're going to win a label meeting or whatever. First of all, my little brother won this thing, won, won this stupid contest. And nothing happened. Yeah. Like, Yo, it's all just bullshit. showcases.
0: Come up on this fucking podcast, and we will talk about it. Okay? I'm throwing this up as a clip. I swear to God, I never look at the camera like this. Just because I don't, I don't like this business model, man. What are y'all doing? Come up here and defend yourself. Yeah. Yo, right, well, anyway,
1: so, <laughs> real quick, before we get off track again and again. Uh, shout uh, out Turk Royale. You have gotta have shout another motherfucking uh, showcase. You gotta have Turk, the kid Get up Devin here! Perform. What are you
0: doing? Get up here! I love you, bro. Get and you up! You gotta here. get on an AK but, forty seven song. Exactly. Let's do that. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, Turk, Sy, like, um, Mad Minds, like, stuff, like, that's the real. That's pandemic artists. is over. Yo, artists. Artists gotta help artists, man. These people taking advantage of artists are not artists. They don't have skill. Yeah, they I don't, don't have talent. Like they don't get it. They, they're listen. I have a business. I understand. You have a business. You understand business. There's a difference between having talent and skill and having a business. And these people are just trying to take advantage of other people's talent and skills. So, mad minds just support that. They need to come back. I know they're coming back. Side mentioned it at the end of the podcast. Let's get it? Up. Let's go. But yeah, okay, but I so like
1: this, yeah. yo, do whatever you want. Yeah, you got to get me an ashtray. Hey, yo,
0: can you grab that ashtray? Just You can
1: just hand it to me. All right, so we're getting back to where we left off, but I totally forgot where we no, left off. No, you're good.
0: I, to, I got emotional for a second about the showcases because I hate when people take advantage of artists. So, yeah, so I turned down a show because they were like, hey, it was in New York, right? It was one of those, hey, they were like, you can sell 25 tickets, right? And this was like two and a half years ago. Like maybe now I could, but I couldn't. And I was just honest with the dude. I was like, dude, listen, like, I don't want to do a show. I didn't want to do a show with four people because I live all the way out here. Like, you came all the way out here. You see how far I am from the city. New York
1: City is a I can't
0: get all – I can't get – I can get 25 people in this town, but, like, I cannot get 25 people in New York City. So I was just honest with the guy, and then that was it. Like, I still have his number. Cool. I can hit him up if – you know, whatever. But, um, but – so, so that's that. I turned down that show. But you had a different approach. Like, you bought – just ended up buying all the tickets – um, but Some it, of them, yeah. like as we picked them, up, them, yeah. my
1: tickets would sell But like, yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. like the Gary Vee method like, I don't know if you ever read Gary Vee's book um, Not crushing it, the one before Jab, Jab, Right, right Hook, hook yeah. It's like give, give, and then ask So I would give people experiences, give them experiences Then I'd be like, yo, I got this ticket, like, could you buy it? Oh yeah, definitely, I'll buy two or three
0: Yeah So is that how you, that's how you started to sell tickets then? Yeah, hell yeah So if you're an artist coming up, you don't have a lot of fans And you need to sell tickets What would your recommendation be?
1: Dude, I was crazy, yo. I would buy this rental van company where we'd fit 15 people and I would just calculate it in the price. And, like, I would break even because I wouldn't care. I just wanted to get my people at the show. But, like, I would get the van ticket and we'd all smoke and drink in the van. And uh, it would just be included in the ticket price. And that way we could get everyone there and everyone home safely. Oh, that's
0: so you did a party bus type. Yeah. Of, wow, that's so, a like, great way to do to it. To the city,
1: to freaking Stanhope House. Like we would always just hop in this van, and I knew this guy with the company. And we like, we would just work things out. Yeah, it's fire.
0: Damn. Okay, so that's how th- I like that though. Yeah, because then you the, people have no excuse. Almost at that point, you're like, oh, I can't make it. Well, I'll pick you up.
1: Well, they're all the excuses that they don't have money, like for yeah. the party bus and then the ticket. But then I'd be like, yeah, I'll just pay for the party bus. I'll get you the, the ticket. ticket.
0: Yeah. I cared it, about it a lot. Yeah, so so you'd go from doing, I guess, smaller shows. Like, how did you get into, like, smaller shows selling the tickets. Is Were those the same shows that you were opening for these larger artists?
1: Basically, like, me and Turk, like, we literally started off at, like, our first show ever, and it was in freaking Jersey. Um, Where was it? It was at Fire, Fire Ice, Fire Firewater, something like that. But, like, it was just, like, a like a fucking shit show like there was like fucking 10 people in a bar but like i just eventually realized like yo this isn't working and there has to be a different way Mm -hmm. and um i would go to concerts all the time and i'm like yo how the fuck is this knucklehead opening he sucks like he's whack. Like i should be doing it so um shout out to my homie big veg because he's a huge part of my success and like success now because i want to be more successful but uh he just really taught me that networking is just, like, the key to everything. So, like, when you're at a concert, like, just talk to everyone because you never know. Like, you could be backstage talking to someone. You could meet someone on the elevator. You don't know who they are. So, like, it's um, me just getting fed up with doing shithole shit, uh, showcases and then just combination of networking and just figuring things out. I'm going to just
0: save the listeners' ears real quick because I forgot to do this.
1: Listeners, we're saving your ears.
0: Mm-hmm. Saving you from that. What is that? That's probably about 2,300 hertz frequency.
1: and we saving you electricity.
0: Yeah, straight up BTUs, you know. Um, so once you're going through all these shows and you're, like, continuing to, like, open for artists, you know, what is the – like, what are you thinking? Are you, like, okay, I'm going to, like, just – like what's your goal like is i want to blow up as an artist i want to sell more shows i want to do i want to feature with more artists like where's your kind of mindset of like okay like you determined okay i can do it we can do it we can sell the tickets we can open for these artists we can get here what was then what was like what was kind of your mindset when you were doing that
1: i mean my goal like still take it back to the beginning of like the story is like my goal was still to like touch the people and impact the people like still i mean the the views matter and the money matters but like I just got my first piece of fan mail in the mail like two or three weeks ago. Yo, shout out to Casey from Rhode Island. But like, it's like, dude, I've, I did that. Like, I, I made a song or I did a performance or I did whatever. And I made someone a fan. They listen to my music all the time. She made my son freaking custom merch. She made me custom merch. And like, that's still what it's all about, man. Like, that's the goal. And now I just wanna do it on a large scale. Like, I wanna, I have fans in Croatia. And, like, I just wanna keep that going and just like change the world everywhere
0: it's about changing people and one person at a time, right? It's like that one piece of fan mail. That's everything, man. If I get to get a DM, like even if I get, I get like DMs about this podcast, like, oh man, like I really appreciate you, you know, getting this guy on or like I've seen the evolution, like even just a simple little message, like that change, that makes my day.
1: Hell yeah, bro. I love Hell that yeah. stuff, man. Like It's I, amazing.
0: Yeah. People are great, man. And you got to do it for the people, man. Like that's what I said, like when we were talking like in the driveway, even it's like, yeah like i don't do this for money dude like i do like hey we're gonna be making money like we might actually make a lot of money but like that's never gonna be i'm not gonna have a hundred employees for like it's about this podcast it's not about anything else exactly you know, exactly other than that like and just getting it to people and like m- allowing people to you know have like a spot where like you said like yo you can be comfortable they can pull up they can talk their t- shit they can say whatever they want you know like i don't want to yeah that's really it and like having a comfortable place and that's what the music does too it it lets people people relate to it and that's why they love it because they go that person's oh, yeah. going through what i'm going through
1: dude words are powerful man words are spells yeah so just like if you're listening to this podcast yeah keep saying positive words and write down your words and like they will just manifest bro
0: i just want to say i you know while we're on that music topic i'd like to bring this up um there's one song that's called lost
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fire. That's an old one.
0: It's an older one. Yeah, this is off of 23. So this is, what, two years ago then, right? Yeah, yeah. A little over two years ago. And I like to, I didn't purposely go to your old songs. I just, I like to see what people think of, what you think about them now, you know? I bet. That's fire. Yeah, let's go. So um, I'm going to go with a, a lyric that hit me and a lyric that I just enjoy. And we kind of touch on these topics, but I just liked it. The home I grew up in was broken. I'm hoping my son has it better. My only goal is that I'll be remembered. So, at this point, your son was how old when you were recording? 23.
1: Yeah, like one.
0: Yeah. So, you were like at one year of having a son. You're grinding. Like, where's your life at in that point? Like,
1: Dude, it was... um... It, did. it's glamorous, but, like, it's dark, dude. Like whatever, like, whatever glitters ain't gold, yeah. Like, so, you know, like, there's always, like, this, um... Still in my life today, bro. Like, whenever there's this beautiful dynamic to life, there's always, like, a dark side. And it's just, like, the balance of the low and high. But, uh... <sighs> that was just, like, a hard time, man. Like, it was just a hard time adjusting because, like, we're all just, like, teenage regular kids, whatever, having fun. And at the time, like, I was still irresponsible, like... 2020 i quit drinking my whole year because like the year prior to that like i was just like dude maybe i was depressed maybe i was sad i don't know but like i just had i just knew i I needed to change things but uh it was just hard to adjust man honestly
0: so um but uh
1: yeah speaking from the broken home thing is like i think when i moved out of my house for the first time that's the first time too that i reflected on like my past because i'm like yo like i'm not there anymore and like it was just like it's different so like that was the first time i reflect back and um sometimes like even the 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 smallest thing could have happened in your past but sometimes you don't realize that these things could affect you until way later in life so that's what that was
0: was there any certain thing that kind of had the most impact you think like positive or negative um, I don't mean to put you on a spot.
1: Nah, it's definitely a good question. Do you mean like when I was like twenty three and when I was writing all that?
0: Yeah, I mean in that perspective or kind of overall. Um, I'll take it to this. Who's the person that influenced you the most growing up?
1: Growing up.
0: Was there a person? Was it like not? It doesn't not, even have to be like, somebody that's around you, even could be freaking. It was like the local
1: bands, yo. Like, I got a okay, local yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, Shout out to the Gifted Ghost, yo. But I got, like, the Gifted Ghost logo tattooed on my arm right here. And, like, just going to shows. Like, that was, like, my home because, like, no offense to my parents because, honestly, they're great parents. But, like, I don't know. There was just, like, a, a lot of fighting all the time and yelling. And I was just a middle child. Like, I wasn't, like, dealing with any of it. I was always in my room, like, playing video games or whatever. So I was just, like, a witness, to, like, All this craziness, but uh, I would just go to these shows, and that was home for me, man.
0: Wow. That so, how old were you when you started going to those? Thirteen. Okay. And your parents were like, all right, they drop you off, or like. Yeah, I mean, at
1: (laughs) at the time, like my mom, like my grandma was dying, so my mom was just like living with her, taking care of her, and then my dad was just working all the time. So like, we were just chilling, and my older brother was like supposed to watch us, but like he was getting high and just living life, and he's like, "Yo, come with us to the fucking show." We're like, "I bet."
0: and then that's what really got were you into music before that or that really got you into music like dude too? guitar
1: hero like yeah, that's what yeah. put me into me music too, guitar, and then i went right yeah. to the shows
0: when i started taking guitar lessons when i was young i just wanted to know all the guitar hero songs i didn't that's fine right like i just told the lady i was like i don't care about i don't know how this works but i'm just like i want to play nickelback i want to play in living color i want to play you know like all these all these men and uh that's but so no fire. i think that's i think that's cool that you saw like, I didn't even see live music that young like that. So, I feel like that kind of puts you on... It might affect you, bro.
1: Like, my first yeah. concert, I was like five. It was a Bob Dylan concert. I fucking hate Bob Dylan. I mean, shout out to Bob Dylan, bro. He's probably great. Actually, like, shout
0: out to Tunes for like loving him. Bob Dylan and then no, Devin like hating him. Bob Dylan. This is the dynamics of the podcast right here.
1: My older brother Dylan is named after Bob Dylan, yeah? You know? And I'm just like, yo, Bob Dylan, like, maybe he writes good songs, but like, I don't like his voice, so... <laughs> Dude,
0: I what, um, even perfect... or solid transition there then for your own music i know you mentioned like the genre but like what artists come to mind when it's like what artists influence you like specifically was it like the local band artists or what like yeah i mean you're a rapper dude so like it's not like i don't think did all of the bands influence your rap or was it rappers that influenced your rap um
1: it's both dude like uh That's the thing is like, I don't know how to define myself as an artist. Like, I don't know if I just want to be a rapper because like there's so many just different dimensions to me. So like before this, like I'm listening to Bring Me The Horizon. Then I can listen to some Nas. Then I go to listen to Him and then like Sean Price. Then I'll go back. I'll listen to like some Sublime or like Red Hot Chili Peppers. So like when it comes to making the music, like, I don't know. Like I like rap, but like I just don't like I still don't have a producer. So if you're a producer and you want to work with me and just be hands on, I need you really bad. So like shout out to you but uh i just be still getting all my beats off youtube i play the piano a little bit but uh i just be rambling when i talk i'm sorry about that
0: it's a podcast that's the name of that's the name of the game good yeah i hope that you love
1: when i'm rambling yeah
0: that's uh you know that's why that's why i would do this man but yeah i so i produced all my own stuff for you know the whole time i was rapping
1: that's a skill bro that's amazing
0: it, I. It was great that I did that. Like, I don't like that was probably the best thing that I did was say because my first EP was off beats off YouTube and I'm like, this ain't my beat. I didn't make this. Mm-hmm. So then I said, I either I'm buying beats or I'm making them. And I was like, I don't have money to buy them, so I bought a computer instead and I learned how to make beats. That's fine. But I connected so this uh, this producer connected with me, and his name's Jello Jello Music. And from then on, he just every thing he sends me is like is my style. Like, he just... Like, his style of production is my style of rap. So... And I didn't even wish for that to happen. It's like, I didn't even know that I needed a producer until I had a producer to work with, you know? So... You
1: need a team, Yeah, You really can't do it by yourself. So shout out to this guy over here, yo. Yeah, Yo. Trent doing his thing, boy.
0: We'll get him on camera one day, too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's on the pod, too. Yeah, it really does take a team, man. And I was, you know, for... Like, even with management, like, how do you, like, do you just manage yourself or?
1: Basically, I've looked and, like, I've thought about, like, having my friends do it, but they they wouldn't know how to do it like me because, like, dude, I, like, I'll be on Instagram and, like, let's just say, like, for example, like, promoting sounds, right? Ethan, is, Ethan Ross is always on promoting sounds. So, like, I'll spend, like, a whole day, like, how do I get on promoting sounds? Go to their page, who are they following? Go there, like, trying to see who's connected with who. Like, send this email, send that DM, and, like, that's just how I do in, like... I wouldn't know, I wouldn't, know, like, I don't think a manager would just do, do things like me. Like, I don't know if a manager, like, if I hired you, for example, not, no offense to you, because you're probably a really hard worker, but, uh, like, people wouldn't know to, like, do these, like, little things and just, like, put in the groundwork and, like, send these DMs and figure shit out. Like, that's what it's just all about. Like, just sit there and be like, duh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you got to figure it out, bro. You got the phone. The phone is, like, a window to the whole world. Like, open that shit and send messages.
0: Very important you said that. It's too many people I've said this too many times But They consume And they don't create Hell yeah Like what Vax. you're doing If you're on social media You're either creating relationships Or you're creating content or You're posting content It that
1: changes your life it.
0: But if you do that Those things It will be Like watch what happens The problem is people just sit on there And look at shit mm-hmm. Like what are you doing Like you're not doing anything It's TV You're watching TV
1: Exactly, yeah. That's so
0: exactly you went on there and you did that. Like, oh, you yeah. just did the grind work. You weren't sitting on there like, well, let me just like scroll for hours and hours and hours. That's not how you built what you have right now.
1: Exactly. You yeah. went out
0: there and networked.
1: And with the shows, too, like, with playing the shows, it's like, if you sell the tickets... And you, let's just say, like, you play a show. Like, I'm playing a show with, like, Rock him back in the day. Oh, we want you to sell 30 tickets at 20 bucks, whatever. If you sell those 30 tickets, first of all, they're going to pay you commission on them. But also, when they get more shows, they're going to let you know before they even announce the shit. Because they're going to be like, yo, he's good with his money. Let's call him. So, like, if you're an artist and you need to get good shows, I mean, by all means, yo, do the open mics. Um, If you want, do the paid showcases because it's easy and they'll sign you up. But, like find the promoters find the booking agents find the venues and get, get relationships with them connect with them and yeah
0: so you didn't have like a mentor on that you really just did it all yourself like oh, you yeah. just found the names and the numbers oh, yeah. and just call people oh yeah like hey this just is send dm's is, yeah oh, it's yeah. ak40devin i'm you know this is what i'm doing Hell oh, yeah like Dude, i can sell I this many tickets
1: yeah but at first i was buying the tickets but then eventually i'm like yeah. i got so many people coming to my shows because they're just coming for free i'm just gonna sell it to them now
0: yeah that's dude I love that shit man like it's just a come up man and it just for me like it shows that it works cause I feel like a lot of people are very um, they're frustrated because they're artists and they spend so much time recording and mm-hmm. and writing and doing all the things to make the song but a great song is a great you know hook I guess you could say you could just say a great verse too or a great uh, a great written Mm-hmm. that that goes along with a great beat that in that beat from a great is from a great producer, <laughs> right? And then the great written and the great beat and the great producer has to translate to a great live performance. Oh, so it's yeah. like you have to have, to have a great song, you have to have all four elements or however many elements there are. And I think a lot of people get to like, okay, I made the song. It's mixed, mastered, good. But then when it gets to like uh, how do I sell tickets? That seems... That's the... Everybody wants to sell you a Spotify playlist right now.
1: Exactly. It's bullshit.
0: And... But the thing is, like, you got... You reached uh, 100,000 plays on that one of your songs,
1: right? Real shit, yeah. Real plays. No... I mean... Yeah, it's on, yeah. well, it's how did you playlist. do that? How did you do that? Um, you know, shout out to Darren from This Wolf, and I'm glad that you're bringing this up, but um, one thing I'm gonna say real quick is sometimes your work that you do, like, five years ago, like, you won't see the results until right now, so, um... I worked with um, Alex Kuvatsos. I think that's how you pronounce your name. If not, my bad. But uh, he works with Black Wolf Imaging. He's an amazing videographer. I used to do my videos with him. Uh, it was probably my third eye music video, and I shot that maybe like three or four years ago. But this guy, Darren from This Wolf, he'd just seen on YouTube. I didn't know the guy, and he just emailed me back. Or he just emailed me because now I'm thinking about it. It's just karma that I'm sending all these DMs and emails. But he just DM me. He's like, yo, I want to I write a wrestling song with you. And I'm like, all right, bet, say less. We met in the studio. Shout out to Stephen Kellner because he engineered and mixed and produced the whole song. And uh, we just sent it over to the wrestler, MJF. And uh, he fucked with it. He reposted it on Twitter. And now uh, it's just going crazy.
0: Wow. Okay, so somebody else, like some, this guy who randomly found you, he knew that you could make that. Yeah, yeah though he looked and at he's your, like
1: a rock guy like so shout out to him but like somehow like i don't know if you ever seen him live on this rapper but like, out here but he just said he was looking for a rapper and he just found me
0: that's crazy and if you never put out that random video
1: exactly never
0: would have happened exactly yeah exactly. so do you how do you feel about spotify spotify plays like do you feel about how do you feel i mean about i their, need more yeah. of them yeah and sure, like now that i'm more of does. a
1: businessman with my video work like it definitely matters and i definitely got to increase this shit but uh I want to get back to the selling music, man. Like, dude, like we're entrepreneurs, bro. Like, if you, if I make a CD now and I just sell it to fucking whoever, and like, like you can make money like just doing that. And I it's like, like, and it's can... like an NFT. Like, if you have a CD, like it's like it's like having a fucking dinosaur right here. Like these things don't exist anymore. Like there is like sometimes people want these valuable things. You
0: know how records came back? Yeah, yeah. They're in full swing. I got a whole record collection. We'll get to that after. But CDs. Yo, if you made, if you did an album and then you're like, hey, here's 10 CDs. I'm not saying you have to do it this way. But, or here's three. I made three. They're $100 each. These are the only CDs that are ever going to be with this album. Cassettes, CDs, anything. Like, not even, it's not even about the money. Not even about the $100 each. But somebody might buy those three. Exactly. Right? And like, and in their mind, like, they're probably your biggest fans. So they have something that no other fan will ever have. So when you do blow up, that's now worth however much, exactly, right? So they're investing yeah. in you.
1: Exactly. And
0: they get something that's they have that nobody else has. And it's also different. And you really got to look at that guerrilla marketing shit, man. Like, I'm all about that. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. So it's, you know, it's a, it's not like a defined term. It kind of just means, like, I would call your direct message grind outreach, that's kind of guerrilla marketing. Marketing is, 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 <laughs> is Facebook. Yeah, exactly, dude. Straight up, like, primate shit. Marketing is Facebook ads, you know, Google ads, whatever, like actual advertising, marketing, you know, copywriting, your description of your post, that's all marketing. Guerrilla marketing is going to the people. It's almost like sales. It's going to people and and saying and, and making sure that they know that you are what you are and that you can help them or that you have something valuable for them instead of sitting back and just like watching something else do it watching the facebook give it to people which also works 100 percent. youtube ads also work like i could go into that but the guerrilla marketing is just it's untraditional ways is derek fry who we had on here sitting his van outside the gym so when cars go by they see his detailing company that's fire. that's free advertising he gets five calls, a, a you know, 15 calls a week from that or whatever.
1: That's so fire. That's
0: guerrilla marketing, though. That's not the – he also has Facebook ads or Instagram ads too, right? But the guerrilla marketing is just – is that, those untraditional ways. And so, yeah, if you could do a CD, if you could do a, something that's – that's uh, like an – it really is like an NFT.
1: Yeah, but Spotify is amazing, though, bro. Like independent artists are making a lot of money off Spotify. And, like, if you think you're not, like – you don't know what the hell you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I was having a like conversation the other day about, yeah, it's all volume. And I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they're like, they said, Spotify doesn't pay people enough. Okay. I can accept that. I want to make more money from Spotify, me personally, but you don't go, the system's not paying me enough. You find a way to get more plays. Like what can you do? Exactly. You can Hold get more plays. Accountable. Yeah. I don't understand this. Like Spotify doesn't pay me enough. I'm good. Like no, you're not. You suck. You might be amazing at your music, but you suck at marketing exactly. because you're getting no you gotta plays. Everything out. Yes, because if you didn't do that song that got sent to the guy, the main thing of the reason that it got the traction was because first of all, somebody had a plan. You had the talent. They knew that he was gonna like it if if you got if you made the song. He reposted. Like it was a whole thing. It wasn't you guys just didn't sit there like I hope he. You know, likes it.
1: Uh, I hope it gets some, like, no, no, you did it, you know? Hell yeah, we just got it done. Just got it done. Shout out to everyone getting shit done, yeah.
0: But that's it. You got to get shit done. Like, I don't stop, dude. Like, I I know you don't stop either.
1: Have have you ever seen the video of P. Diddy when he gets off the phone and he's just like, um, what's next? I'm going fucking crazy, dude. I seen that video the other day and ever since then, like, I'm editing a video and I'll just get up out of my chair like, yo, we got to fucking go. What the fuck is next? I got that energy out lately.
0: I was... I feel you. I was editing uh, one of my clients' podcasts the other day, and he was just talking about legacy. And he goes, like, oh, I don't want to get up in the morning. Legacy. I don't want to... I don't want to do... I don't want to, like, write these spreadsheets. Legacy. And I'm like, yes, dude. That's it. And it doesn't even have to be legacy. It's just like, yo, this shit is short, man. Like, we've all lost people. Like, I lost... One of my good friends who was on this podcast, which is, like, still part of the reason I do this podcast today. Because I know that it could be me or you.
1: Yeah, not exactly,
0: bro. It's not promised. It's not promised. People live in this shit, like, yo, you don't want to wake up at 57 and go, oh, it's not promised. And then start getting to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to
0: be beat at that wake point. Wake up,
1: buddy. Yeah. Wake
0: up. Like, yo, like, it's all-encompassing, man. So, I want to talk about, like, you wanted to mention kind of, like... 2020 to get as a year, you know?
1: Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. 2020, yeah. Yeah, dude, 2020, um, dude, I mean, now that the pandemic happened and everything, like, I'm just realizing, um, every freaking problem and crisis is just literally, like, opportunity. So, like, I lost my job. I had the same job for, like, six, seven years. I was working at a pizza shop, and, um... I lost my job, and I was just chilling. And at that point, I'm like, yo, I'm never gonna get another job ever again. And uh, I wasn't collecting unemployment or anything like that. And I tried to do my thing on my own with doing videos, but at this point, like, I shot, like, a couple music videos, like, I really didn't know much. And um, I just realized, like, I got this camera, and it's just an opportunity, so. I still remember, like, sitting on my couch, and um, I would send all these DMs to artists originally, and I'm like, yo, we gotta work, we gotta work, and it wasn't working, so I'm like, I gotta change my approach. So I started sending, um, sorry bro. I started sending uh, DMs to fricking video, uh, videographers. And I'm like, um, if you need drone services, behind the scenes, whatever, blah, 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 I'm here for you. So um, eventually this one guy, Will C, yo, shout out to Will C because I still, I'm extremely grateful. I was in the job where they fired me and this guy just called me and he's like, yo. I'm like, yo, what's up? He's like, yo, it's Will C. And I'm like, who? He's like, yo, as we'll see, you DM me. I'm DMing so many people, just trying to get opportunities. And he told me, he's like, yo, I'm working with World Star Hip Hop. I need you to come out here. We're shooting Vato. Like, come do behind the scenes. And um, I went out there, bro. And that one DM just changed my life. Like, the big crisis. Like, I had COVID. And then, like, my whole life just changed after that.
0: Wow. Yo, that's crazy.
1: Hell yeah, so, dude. So...
0: Another thing of coming back to your DMs, dude. You you're, you you like created a whole business off of DMs,
1: dude. There's so much opportunity in it. Shout out to Gary V because he's the one that like opened my eyes to it, bro. Like me and you can connect, and like I live in Rockland and you live in the middle of nowhere. It's like we connected all through DM.
0: Yeah, set it all up that way. Yeah, the best – some of the best podcasts – and I've never had i conver- – I've had a conversation with you, but not, like, this long. Some of the best podcasts that I have are people I've never had a conversation with. But I just – I say, hey, pull up. Like, this is it. This is the – you know, this is where I'm at. Pull up. We'll do an hour, hour and a half, whatever. And some of those conversations – the most organic conversations ever, and they're some of the best, man. It's, like, same thing. as that random guy just goes, hey, pull up. Like, you don't have to – you don't have to you weren't anybody like you were just you doing your thing working at this pizza shop then you're then this one opportunity comes so when was that when was the that so
1: that was like june july 2020 and um like i said like i was doing music videos and and at this point when i got connected with this guy that's when i was like i gotta get my business together that's when i shot videos for you guys and i kind of tightened up ship ship a little bit but um I'm just trying to think, bro, because it was just such a crazy time. Like, um, this one dude just changed my life, yo. Shout out to Will C. and um, fuck yeah. What was the question, dude? I'm smacked. I'm sorry. Oh, dude, you're
0: fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. So, Will C. gives you the opportunity in about a year ago now, basically. Where after that, does is it just does he keep giving you opportunities, or do you just start shooting more music videos, or like?
1: Oh yeah so at the time like i'm working i'm doing freaking um not uber eats i'm doing um Instacar. i'm like going to shop right i'm picking up food for people for like extra cash and i'm trying to just do this full time but uh so like i was just working with this dude and honestly bro he gave me so many chances because i fucked up so many times so my first shoot was the one i went out there i did my thing whatever he's like yo i need you to come out for a drone the second i got to the drone shoot i picked my drone up and, like, I don't even remember what happens, but, like, I just fly it, like, 10 feet, and it just crashes on the city. I break the fucking thing. This is my first job for the guy ever. And we're working with Vado, and we're working with Boston Poly, I think. And we're in the middle of Harlem, and I'm just like, yo, I just fucking crashed my drone, yo. So I have to call this guy, and I'm just like, yo, bro, like, I'm sorry I crashed my drone. And he was mad understanding. Um... Long story short, like, you know, I continued to work with him and because I didn't know my business and I was kind of crossing boundaries, like I kind of like burnt my bridges with him because like he hired me. And because I had this mentality of like networking, networking, like send DM, send DM, it actually ended up like just biting me in the fucking ass because I was working with this guy, but I still had that same mentality. So like I was working with all these people and I was just talking too much working and he was just like, yo, like I hired you to like work for me, like. I don't want you to be working for other people. Like, I'm looking for loyal people, and that's that, yo. So, like, if you're a videographer and you get an opportunity like that, just know, one, they come a dime a dozen, and two, like, communicate. Because if I would have communicated with him, like, yo, this guy wants to work with me, is it cool? Like, I'd, I'd still be cool with him, and I'd still be working with him.
0: So, yeah, it's oh, it's crazy, because it, it's it's a, it's a thing of, like, when you just start out, every opportunity is... W- like, feels like it weighs so much. Hell yeah. And then once you realize, other people will give you opportunities, too. Yeah, and then so you like, go, oh, but this guy wants me, and then this guy wants me. But then you don't realize that that dude, if you stuck with him, would have brought you wh- wherever. And obviously now it's all good. Like, it, you know, it worked out. You worked with all different people. Yeah, I ended
1: but- up apologizing 5,000 times, bro, because, you know, he was so disrespected by it. And I understand, bro. So, like, I just... Still to this day, I'll still hit him up and be like, bro, I'm so fucking grateful for the opportunity because, like, that was, like, college for me, bro. I didn't go to college. So, like, just being with this guy because he shoots video for Dave East, bro. Like, Street Heat is so fire, bro. They just did a video for Wiz Khalifa, Papoose. Like, I learned so much, bro. And, like, I remember um, we did um, a Remy Ma, Papoose. The video's called Maturity, bro. You should watch it later. He, he told me, he's like, yo, I'm going to take you to this experience and it's going to change your life. And it was just the most, like, directing experience ever. Like, everyone was dressed up. They got the freaking Tommy guns. Like, Remy Ma was there, bro. It was amazing. Like, at that point in my life, too, I was like, yo, like, I want to be an amazing director like this. That was amazing.
0: Just from getting put on, man.
1: Hell, yeah. Shout out to the DMs, yo. They could be a blessing and a curse, yo. Look at that.
0: Just depends what you do with them.
1: Because, yo, let me tell you. And I'm not going to tell the whole story because I don't want them like, I know how people talk, whatever. But, like i was at an event with dave east and i was just taking pictures and i'm like i was crazy i'm like yo i gotta get these pictures to dave east so i just tried to find everyone in the camp but then like i sent the pictures but then it led me to working with other people and like yeah he just didn't like that
0: dave east didn't like that or the guy
1: not my director oh your director i was working like with that. like other people like he just wanted me to work for him and like dude i totally understand i was so dumb the it seems like a eye. lot
0: of so yeah, it seems like a lot of these directors just want you to work for them
1: but think about it, like you're a boss, right? Like you don't want this guy helping out every other podcast guy. Like you it's want-
0: true, you know. There's a there's a thing. There's something to that because I was hiring a uh, marketing agency for my business, and I called this guy, right? And he's mm-hmm. like recommended from one of my clients. Like everything, right? Where I'm like, I'm like, if this guy, I only need to talk to him for five minutes. Like I'm ready to give him the money. Like he doesn't even have to convince me, right? And then he's like, ah. he's like, you know what? Um I'm sorry, but I do marketing for your competition. So, and I'm like, who's the competition? He, and I'm, and I, and I know, and I'm like, is it blah, blah, but say his name's Chris. Is it Chris? He's like, yeah, it's Chris. I know Chris. Me and Chris are like, we're cool. But still that guy had principles where he wouldn't do marketing for me, even though I wanted him to, I had the money to give him. Right. But his principles were I'm not gonna I'm not gonna send out ads competing against my own ads Mm -hmm. you know so like that's kind of the that's kind of it like he could have just taken my money and not even told me that and not even told the other guy
1: yeah but it's deeper than that exactly
0: it goes deeper than that it's about like where you come where you what you said it's about reputation where you can it takes a lifetime to build and a second to destroy hell yeah a second though like that, but I don't know. It's, but when you're young like that, I feel it's hard, man. Like, you didn't know.
1: Dude, that was life changing, bro. I literally feel like I went into like a different dimension. And then, like, my boy kept telling me, he was like, yo, like, I don't remember what he was saying, but it's something along the lines of like, oh, like, this could end tomorrow. But like, I I, I just feel like he jinxed me by saying that. But like, yeah, like, that was the best time of my life, bro. Like, he would just call me, like, yo, we're in Dave, we're with we're, we're freaking Dave East, Jim Jones, like, come down, like, so cool bro
0: so did you keep doing uh you kept doing so at that point you were like kind of a contractor for people that shoot music videos with other artists yeah yeah but then did you keep like what did your business was your business mostly that or did you kind of start working with more artists just you and the artist like you shooting you directing you putting everything Yeah, well,
1: together. around that time because everyone saw i was with like all these people Like, that's when, like, everyone be like, yo, I want to work with you. And, like, they can never see my work ever. But, like, because, like, they see I'm there and I'm working with these guys, like, people just want to work. And that's another thing, too, that, like, crossed the thing is because, you know, like, you're working with this guy. And, like, you got to make sure, like, you're not crossing boundaries. You got to make sure that his clients aren't hitting you up. But they see that you're working, but they're going to give it to you for cheaper because this guy charges X amount. So it was just, like, a bunch of that. But, like, that's that's when, yeah, and I was like, yo, like... I'm getting good at this because I'm learning from the best people in the business.
0: I I didn't want to forget to bring this up. Coke save. The Coke save. Yeah.
1: Shout out to the Coke save. yo.
0: I don't know what that is at all. So can you like explain like what it is and then how you got involved in it?
1: Yeah. So the Coke save is like the, um, that's so funny. Yeah. The Coke save is like the, um, it's like, you go to um Apollo Theater, you go to Amateur Night, and you can go there and you can sit down. So the Coke Save is like, if he's in like Australia, he could watch me, but he's watching the Coke Save. So like, I think three people could win, but the Coke Save can make you win too, and you could advance. So like, right when I went to the Apollo Theater, it was like the second Coke Save ever. So it's
0: artists, sorry to jump in, but it's artists versus artists, and people vote?
1: So like, you can get booed off stage at the Apollo. I don't know if you knew that. No. But uh. It's you basically get a contest. Anywhere, it's thought, basically but... it's it's basically a contest, and like, okay, the thing is like people get booed all the time. This guy comes out with a broom and he freaking sweeps you out. Um, so they have this internet contest where like my fans were voting for me, and that's why I won. But uh, if you don't win because like, the crowd cheers at the end, so um, that's how, that, that's so how it goes.
0: It goes off the cheers, the loudness yeah, exactly. of the cheers. Yeah.
1: So the first three loudest advance, and then I wasn't, I didn't advance. But then I just walked off stage and the guy's like, oh, the Coke Save, like the NNF fans voted for AK-40 Devin. And that guy actually, he said my name wrong so many times, so he called me Tech 4 David.
0: That isn't even close to your name.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna show you the video later. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, we got a Coke Save winner, Tech 4 David. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess that's me, yeah. yeah." I'm outside of people like, yo, Tech David, what up kid, that was fire. (laughs) I'm like, bro, nah. I got the fucking guy on Instagram taking my name. I got this guy call me Tech David, bro. You never catch a fucking break with my name. so easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really easy, man.
1: AK-40 Devin, yo.
0: And I just, yeah, man, I thought that was so cool. So did you win it or like did you, like what? Nah, is the... then
1: I went back. So like the Coke save is like, um, like a get out of jail free card. So like I advanced, changed up the approach, changed the song, and nothing happened. But like it was amazing, bro. It's an amazing experience. I mean, like, I
0: can imagine at the Apollo too,
1: bro. Anyone should do it, bro. Like, like, just go out there, bro. I mean, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna get booed off stage. So what? Like Dwayne Johnson got booed. Freaking James Brown got booed. Like Lauren Hill got booed. Like all these amazing people got booed. Yo, here it is. A P O L L O. Yo, shout out to Mister Apollo. Yo, he gave me a tour of the place.
0: Oh, there's a Mister Apollo?
1: Yeah, he's like some little old dude. I'm a young dude. I don't mean to be disrespectful.
0: No, but I mean he's a legend,
1: dude. He fucking walked Barack Obama around the Apollo. So
0: there's just a this Mister Apollo. He just owns that. Mister Apollo. He started off.
1: Mister Apollo. He has like twelve brothers and sisters, maybe more, maybe like fourteen. Like he started off just like getting all these people like candy and like just helping out. They pay him like two dollars a day. James Brown would go there and he would connect with him and he'd be like, "Yo, listen, I'm never coming back to the Apollo unless you have straight A's in your report card." So this guy, who now is Mr. Apollo, he went to school, got straight A's, showed it back to James Brown. The rest is history. Like, this guy just worked his way up.
0: So James now Brown put him on from and told him to get good grades, and yeah, then James yeah. Brown helped him out. Yeah. Shout out to James Brown for yeah, that, dude, though. Yeah, dude, that's
1: amazing, dude. Knowledge is amazing, dude. Knowledge is so important. I read books every day, bro. If you're not reading books, if you're not educating yourself, get off this podcast. Any
0: recommended books?
1: Um, right now I'm reading Contagious. It's like why I like brands... Um, thrive and stuff like that any books people should read um the alchemist but like everyone reads that freaking book supermarket by logic that was an amazing book yo
0: did you uh read russ's book
1: oh you read that book yeah i have that book yeah shout out russ
0: what do you think about the the logic one you read yeah i read it did you like it i did it was good it was uh it's a novel so it's like kind of like i guess fantasy yeah i don't read a lot of novels but it was
1: amazing yo uh oh, okay
0: worth it worth the read yeah definitely, definitely worth the read I, I very well written actually like it was kind of surprising all right because logic released so much music that i didn't like that it didn't make me want to read his book but now i'm just thinking i probably just judged his book being bad <laughs> off of and i'm not even saying it's not like logic got bad it's just i didn't like his music anymore so then i was oh, like i ain't fair. buying this book no his book this is good, good. I'll, his let you, I'll let you i'll let you borrow it oh you have it okay yeah all right i'll borrow that from you you're gonna you're gonna I'm, you're, I'm gonna have half your library over here dude yeah right he just gave me another book today mod son
1: get it No, um, i got a mod son signed book yeah i got a mod son story do you want to hear it
0: absolutely dude we, this we whole i love it, it, oh, mod son, oh that's the one i got <laughs> yeah. you i got it signed yo. yeah me we'll, too we'll put it in the description no soon, way Hell yeah.
1: shout out mod son yeah so this is another funny thing yeah so like this is another story where like my friend had a camera yeah and i was like i don't know how old i was 17 um it's crazy, like this is like the inception of all the video shit, but like, um, somehow I just realized, I'm like, yo, I could start sending emails when I was like 17, like, and I can get like press passes to events. So, I emailed like Modson or someone, and I'm like, yo, we're gonna set up like an interview. And like, I didn't even send them any references or anything, but they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. whatever, come out to the TLA in Philly, so I'm like, I bet. So me, my girl, and Modson, um, me, my girl, and my boy who had a camera went, and like we're just like yo, we're just gonna like set up this interview. We're just gonna do it off the rip. Like I've never done an interview before, whatever. So then we get there and they text us. They're like yo, like MGK and him having a bad day. Like you can't come back. So I'm like oh fuck. But they're like yo, we're gonna like let you like come up front and like watch and shit. So I got to watch whatever. At the end, at the end of the thing, he gave me that book and he signed it. And I had like this whole Bob Dylan collection set. And uh, I gave it to him. And it was yeah, it was cool. Whoa, that's crazy. And then I seen uh mod son at est Fest, and we smoked the joint and we sat on a rock and it was just it was cool yeah we talked for like 45 minutes
0: no shit but, uh, that's dope yeah. dude and <laughs> he just dude, what I, it's the power of the podcast that's it he just brought me that today just here you should read this yeah today every one
1: look up like his story like his story is amazing like he wrote that book and then like he just made like eighty thousand dollars then he became a drug addict like Watch his watch his story, bro. It's on YouTube. It's crazy. Yeah, he's got
0: a great vlog on there about his about his like story with like drug use and everything, and the, and the books too.
1: See, like, not for nothing, like, not to bash him, but like that day, like when I was like talking to him, like I could have been talking to him and he could have just been like all fucked up, like, oh yeah, come to Philly, we'll do an interview, and then like I get there and they're like, yeah, no, nah, we ain't feeling it.
0: It's just what that's the risk you take, I guess. You oh know? yeah,
1: Modson's real, yo. Shout out to Modson. We're gonna get that collab one day, Modson
0: well yeah you're already halfway there man it's me like,
1: mod son and bob dylan on a track
0: let's go even though let's you shit it. on bob dylan before, <laughs> so that's gonna be an issue <laughs>
1: no no no, we're gonna censor that out
0: no we still understand bob dylan's very talented there is nobody that's about this bob dylan is bob dylan man you know
1: bob dylan my mom is your biggest fan i
0: just think that's so crazy that you brought that book and then you had that experience and then you got to talk to him for 45 minutes and shit. oh yeah like, my girl on.
1: was there my boy was there my mom went to est fest too yo
0: you got the whole fam out there yeah hell yeah what dude. is it yo can you look that up i don't i just want to know what it stands for
1: est fest yeah est stands for everyone stand together
0: oh so it's kind of like uh i've never heard of it
1: that's like what his fan base is called oh uh, and i've been going for i've been going since i was like 18 dude it's amazing oh
0: oh i've seen the logo before
1: est fest oh, baby dude they have motocross there too i'm all in dude it's crazy <laughs> dude just like mgk's home
0: wow so it's like his it's mgk's f- yeah festival like for like the it's his part.
1: festival like it's like everyone's there just for him
0: like how certain labels put on their own and exactly like that's what he, oh so he's been doing that for a while
1: yeah dude a while and like this dude like he's just he's just so with the people bro and like that's just what I want to be and that's why I think everyone should be everyone should be like with the people like not just about the money like this guy throws a festival like yeah it's for himself but like The fans come from all over the world, bro. Like, his fans, like, if you just go there, bro, like, everyone is just, like, best friends with each other. It's, like, it's amazing.
0: That's the one thing about music. It just brings people together. And I have only had one experience at a music event where it wasn't like that. And I was at Mac Miller at the Fillmore for the Good AM Tour. And this dude... Tried to like fight me. And you know how, like, you no. know, it's, it's the concert, right? You're pushing up against somebody. Yeah, yeah. And like, you're not trying to just, you're not, you know, you don't want to like do that Like, you're kind of just like, ah, you know, tell you. Yeah, you don't want to be a dick. You want to be a dick. Like... And everybody pushed me and I pushed him because it was just, there was nothing I could do. He was in front of me. And he starts getting this attitude. Oh my God. And I'm yeah. like, and I've told the same, like, this is just how it went down. Like, there is no, this was a very short altercation. He goes he was like, what? Like he wanted to square up or whatever. I'm like, dude, Mac Miller's right there. What are you doing? Yeah, but what are you doing? Exactly. Like Mac Miller's right there. Like, why are you here? Like, all I want to do is see Mac Miller. You know? And it just he turned around, he was still pissed or whatever. And then I just went away. I I just walked, I walked through the crowd. I'm like, I don't want to be near this dude. I don't I don't need this energy. Yeah. Like, how can you be like How can you be mad in that situation?
1: He got demons, though.
0: Got people got demons, son. He got demons. That's just the facts. And like everybody does, but like don't take them out on random people at the Mac Miller concert. That's facts, so. It's crazy, man. And just but overall, you know, who who said it? Uh, Bob Marley. Yeah. Um. When it music, when it hits you, you feel no pain. You know, know it's the only thing that hits you, and where you feel no pain, man. And that's that's truly it. And, and and that's, you know, that's why it's amazing. And, and that's why this is similar, I think. I feel like, you know, having raw conversations with people is similar because, like, in music, it's emotion, and you can't hide. Like, you got to be you, you know? Exactly, yeah. And same thing with the podcast. Like, you got to be you. But, you know, for... I I figure, you know, when you were working at that pizza shop, like, you didn't really know what was going to happen. Like, you didn't know that this video stuff was going to happen and, like, all of these kind of, like, things your life was going to change. You were going to not have to work your job, like, all of these things. So, and then now you're here. So, for ak forty d Devin, for the brand, for SoundSick, for video, what, you know, I know you said the goal remains the same. But are there kind of, you know, things you want to do in the next two or three years, like smaller goals that you're trying to accomplish, um, like for your business and for your brand?
1: Definitely. Yeah, I think definitely just like more content all the time. Like, I think I just have to operate like that machine because like, and dude, making content is hard, dude. Being creative and just like, but like, if you're not doing it like once a week, like, I'm just sorry to say like, you're like, like you, you're probably not going to make it and like, Yeah, there's people that make videos and they just go popping. But, like, say, for example, like, I could just make a viral song tomorrow. Like, I already got one song that hit 100,000 streams on Spotify, right? And, like, I have to be able to leverage off that. If I don't leverage off that, then that's just going to become nothing and I'll become nothing. So, like, it's all about just, I think, putting yourself in position to, like, succeed and get to that next level. But um. I just got a shit ton of content coming out, man. And I've been overthinking this shit a lot. I've been studying a lot. And I've had a lot of writer's block. But, like, I just read this book the artist's way. And, like, I think I'm good, bro. I'm out of that. And I'm just going to create. And, yeah. I would
0: give you another one. It's called The War of Art. Uh-huh. By Stephen Pressfield. Where it is. I'll Definitely the game. check that It'll out. It'll change the game. I'll send it to you. I'll just mail it to your house. Give me your address I'll just send 19- it to you. Nineteen.
1: Oh, I can't say it.
0: Yeah. No, don't say it right now. Um, you can if you. Want. I mean, there's not that many people.
1: Nineteen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as we'll go. Uh but yeah, I'll get it before we go. Um, and I'll send it to you because that's one of the books that I just send to people because I'm like, you have to have this book. You'll love it, man. But uh, yo, um, I'd love to have you on again, Let's and go. Uh, you know, I'd love to work with you again if uh, I know you're down. So. Whether it's with Simon, I hope it, I hope it is. Maybe me and si will just do another song. We might me,
1: Simon, solid. Let's get a track. Yeah, I'll let's make the music it. video. We're we gonna kill it.
0: Let's do it, man. So, where can people find you on social? You can
1: uh, find me everywhere at ak 40 Official, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. But I mean, I miss. Uh, I mostly just use Instagram. But yo, I'm outside. yeah. so like, come see me performing. I'm gonna pull up my dates real real quick. I was gonna write them down. Oh, thanks
0: for thanks for remembering that.
1: But uh. I'd be fucking up my dates all the time. So I'm gonna get my dates right real quick.
0: No, good shit. Yeah, for anybody listening right now, just stay on just uh just so Devin can uh can plug his stuff, man. Cause you know, like we said this entire episode, you gotta support these artists. You gotta support these local artists. And they're doing so much work and it might look easy, but whole like you said, it is hard to make content, man.
1: Yeah, not for sure. But definitely expect more content from me. Like I've tried the song A Week Thing for a while. Um like if you're not prepared for it it's just not gonna work like family shit happens but like yeah it is a volume game like look at chris webby and russ and like all these dudes chris webby's
0: still out there like for
1: real dude dude. chris webby's my guy yo shout out to chris webby i'm gonna work with him i'm gonna shoot a video for him i'm gonna get him on the
0: podcast let's get it
1: so yo july 17th we got lethal weekend at jewel music venue in manchester new hampshire bone thugs and harmony is out there um Shaggy 2 Dope from Insane Clown Posse is going to be out there headlining. Catch me on the main stage. Hopefully, I'm going to be performing both those days. Then August 14th, I got a show back home in Stony Point. It's the like the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th Stony Point Music Festival. This shit's going to be crazy, yo. Let's turn up in my hometown. We're going to get this shit lit. We're going to get my son on the stage. and It's just going to be a day to remember, yo.
0: AK-40 Devin on the podcast. AK-40
1: Devin. It takes a mind to change the nation. And, yo, if you need a video done, you need drone services, you need a photographer for your wedding, for your event, whatever, hit me up. Yo, I got everything. You heard it. Shout out Big Veg. Shout out Silly Bop. Shout out Silly Bop's assistant.
0: Trett. Shout out to Trett. Shout out Trett. He's a producer. Yes, you're the assistant. The assistant the assistant role has been filled thank you for having me my guy anytime man i'll do my last spiel before we get out of here you guys know the deal sullybop.com for extended show notes and to find everything that i do personally that's all the you know podcast music production dj live events all that um the podcast is on all platforms as you know all platforms even the ones nobody uses Shout out to soda beats our sponsor the best way to make beats online for free right now on your browser You don't even have to download anything. It's crazy and Brandon for the video My boy Matt Cain for the intro and the outro my boy Ryan Kelly for making the logo my boy trep for the production this takes a team and We're out here doing it, but Man, it's all about people in the end of the day, ain't it? That's really it, man. That's what but, it is. AK47 Demon, thank you so much for doing this, man. Got you, my really guy. Anytime, yo. Peace. I'll be back. See you on the next one. thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast I hope you got a ton of value from that episode I know I did if you could I would please encourage you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. now that is the best way uh, to gain new listeners and grow and rank on the platform so new people can listen to the podcast so if you do have a minute um, probably less than a minute maybe 30 seconds of your time uh, to leave us a review uh, that would be amazing thank you so much and uh, make sure to visit SodaBeats.com it's the best way to make beats online right now easiest way Uh, you can use them uh, for profit use uh, uh, no royalty fees or anything like that and uh, you get to keep the beat forever and do whatever you want with it it's great so more at sullybop.com video version on youtube you guys know the deal thank you so much i'm ryan sullivan this has been another episode of bobcast i'll see you guys on the next one this beat is by jello beats